Hey, Job. Hey, again. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. It's been like two weeks. Yeah. I was I was dead. Oh, that's what happened? No, no, it was a personal family matter, but... That yeah, sounds like a personal family matter to me. What, being dead? Uh, a little bit. But anyway, uh, I'm glad you're back. Now we can get back to business. What, what, what's that business? And watch Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. Fuck! went too fucking far. That's it. I'm done. Oh no. I'm done. Joke's on him. That's just the bathroom. That's not even the door. Everybody, welcome to the Gen Jub Show. That is Gen. I am Gen. I am Jub. I'm Jub. It's good. Glad. Welcome and, to uh, the show. There's a lot of show today. Can't believe you quit and got rehired in the span of ten seconds. That's how I roll. That's how we do business <laughs> around here. Dramatic. That was very dramatic. I'm not looking forward to the end of today's episode. Uh, I kind of am because. It's funny in its own way. I guess. I <laughs> in don't... a way, we have more to talk about than we did last week, where we were just like, Alien vs. Predator was a movie where aliens and predators fought. <laughs> you know what? I, I actually do think we have more to talk about, which is what's funny. I think because it's a worse movie, which is yeah. astounding to me after last week. Like It just keeps getting worse. I don't understand. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I don't know. It's a metaphor for America. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, bud. <laughs> Anyway, until then, you been you been doing anything new? No, I mean oh, okay. I mean I don't know. I I bought Phoenix Wright that came out. I'm playing yeah. that. So did I. Big fan of that series, the Ace Attorney series. It's one of my favorites. I've already played these games, but I'm a stupid bitch, and I like to get trophies. So I'm playing through them again on PS4, and uh, it's really like the best version of this game I've ever seen, though. It, it's a top quality remaster of it it's not just a port of the uh trilogy remaster for 3ds i think that's the one that's on mobile as well yeah uh it it, it looks way more polished and cleaned up than i could have even than i remember uh a lot of that probably is just you're on hd tvs now and you're on uh you got actual audio instead of just coming out of a 3ds that all makes it feel like playing it for the first time again. It's all great. I still think of these games as mainly games that I would probably rather play in a portable setting. 100%. But I I, I don't mind it too bad. And it probably means that the Switch version of this is probably the best version to buy currently. Yeah, I would say yeah. if you want to get into Phoenix Wright, just buy the trilogy on the Switch. It's the best place to play it. For yeah, sure. for sure. It looks great on the Switch. Barring that, you can just buy them on your phone. I just want everybody to play these. They're good. I hope that they do. It's excellent, excellent satirical take at court. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's like a comedy slash crime drama graphic novel series, basically. No graphics, I mean, uh, I mean visual uh, novel. visual novel series, where uh, 
You play as an attorney named Phoenix Wright for all but one of the games, really. And uh, you you go in solve cases and defend people. Yeah. That's the that's the very baseline gist of it. There's a, a very big recurring cast of characters throughout the whole series who are all charming and all have their own great qualities that make you love them. Uh, the stories of each individual case that you play are all great. Except for except the circus. One, except one. one Fuck just sucks. the circus. And, uh, it's still good because it's a Phoenix Wright case, though. But it's still the circus case. The game's got really cool art direction. It's kind of like anime style. And uh, has incredible fucking music. The art is superb. And, and it's really like cleaned up for this remaster, so you can actually see details that you've never seen before. Like, for instance, uh, the prosecutor, Miles Edgeworth, who you encounter as your primary rival throughout the trilogy, uh, it makes an angry face when you, he is bested in court for a brief moment. And I never noticed that he had pupils. I thought he just had solid white eyes of rage. But no, he has little, little tiny pupils that vibrate intensely. <laughs> and that's such a nice detail that I never noticed. Lots of little shit like that. It's also, great. Uh, in, the first ca- in the fifth case of the first game, uh, you have uh, Police Chief Gant is his name. Uh, the detail in his eyes is insane. Yeah? Yeah, it's like really insane. It's like stuff that you couldn't tell because you were working with a DS screen. Right. And then, like, the 3DS XL is, is bigger, but, like, you know... Looking at it on a TV is much, much different. Especially when it's not compressed quality anymore. Yeah, everybody buy it. Yeah. More people buy it, maybe we get a new one. Or maybe they'll localize the ones that they haven't localized. The pricks. Yeah, please? Come on, Capcom. Please! There's one that takes place in, like, the 1800s in, like, feudal Japan. Well, not feudal Japan. I don't know. What's history? What is history, Justin? How do I don't you do know. this? What, I, I don't know, because it looks like it takes place in feudal Japan, but then, like, Sherlock Holmes is in it and, like, stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Like, he's actually in it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, for a long time, there was a rumor that they didn't localize that because Sherlock Holmes was something that was, like, hard to, like, use. I figured Sherlock Holmes was, uh... But I thought he was royalty-free because it seems yeah. like... Like, there's, like, at any given time in America... There's like four adaptations of Sherlock Holmes happening at the same time. By different people in different companies. In different styles. Right. Yeah, so like I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I I don't know. We'll see. I hope that they do. It might ruin the uh I think one of the primary charms of Phoenix Wright is that it's it localized interestingly from the original Japanese dialogue into something that's like kind of different. And and a big part of that is it doesn't take place in Japan. It takes place in America, but as the series continues, it becomes increasingly insane that it takes place in America. <laughs> and it doesn't really make sense that it takes place in America as, as you like get deep into like the Japanese spirit world <laughs> shit that happens and all this craziness. Uh so and it and then there's stuff like when someone, you know, is eating what is clearly like a bento box and it's like, you know, hey, it's a lunchbox with hamburgers <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> like it clearly takes place in some kind of hybrid between America and Japan that is not of this earth. Uh 
that's one of its primary charms. And maybe a game that like has to take place in Japan would kind of be ruined by that. But I'm sure there's a way around it. I hope that one day they localize that. More importantly, they better localize Edgeworth 2, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> where Edgeworth does more things. Best character. He has his own games. Only one of them got localized. Need the other one. Yeah, don't think we got the other one because the first one sold like dick. Yeah, well, I mean, I think all of them... I don't know if all of them sold poorly, but it was a franchise that was kind of just, like, imprisoned on the DS in a lot of ways. And, and only recently have they been like, oh, wait, this should just be on everything. Then it'd be fine. Like, phones and shit. And I'm glad that they've loosened up on that because now more people can play it. Yeah. As you should. Do it, stupid. Yeah, stupid. You Fuck gotta cross-examine a parrot. It's the best game ever made. I think uh, I think Joker's out in Smash now. Um, we think. Finally. I mean, one of my friends just sent me a picture of him finally downloading it. <laughs> it's, you know, for context, it's, uh, it's almost midnight here. Um, and download was supposed to go live for Joker about three hours ago. Yeah. And it, it just didn't. No. It, it was just down. It was down as fuck. And nobody was able to download it besides, like, maybe, like, five people. And it's been bad. Really weird that Nintendo fucked this up that bad when that's this is highly anticipated. I don't know. Um, their online infrastructure is dick. It always has been. And yep. it continues to be so. But whatever. As long it's, as people get to play it. That's the world we live in, I guess. Unfortunately. I haven't been playing anything else. Well, that's okay. We could talk about movies and shows and things. I haven't been watching anything else. Well, we both so watched you've... something, but we'll get to that. I, I oh, yeah. watched a movie that you did not go to see, and I wish you did because it was good. Yeah, I know. Uh, Shazam! Crack a cow! <laughs> I record my other podcast. Yeah. Yeah, around the same time that you had to record Fad Pod, we were all like, fuck you, Justin, and went to see Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shazam is fucking great! It's great. So I keep hearing I, I really was so surprised and i was thinking it was going to be good because like you know for once the trailers of a dc movie i was like i guess this is a lie there are trailers for dc movies where i was excited in the past like the first batman v superman trailer i was like oh this looks good and then it came out (laughs) but but i don't know the trailers for shazam made me think that like oh i see what this is going to be like taking the piss this is going to be fun and it is it's but it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be closer in tone to something like Deadpool. But really, it's closer in tone to something like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. That gets me so excited. One and two. That gets me so excited. It's honestly like one of the best Sam Raimi movies I've ever seen, and he didn't direct it. <laughs> it was, it was directed by, directed by uh, what the hell is his name? David Sandberg, I think. Something like that. Sorry if I got your name wrong. Sandberg. Uh, so he comes from like horror movies. He did like Annabelle creation. <laughs> oh. So like that kind of was like a red flag to me because I was like, ah, but with his horror influence, which is kind of the background that Sam Raimi came from, he kind of makes an interesting kids movie that doesn't really shy away from darker shit, but also is still a kid's movie and doesn't go overboard with the darker shit. Like, it's not Batman v Superman dark, but it has moments that, like, kids' movies don't really have anymore. Like, like if like 80s kids' movies is what I'm kind of thinking of. Like, you think right. of something like The Goonies. The Goonies has a lot of fucked up shit in it, 
even though it's like PG and for children. And I think that's fine. I think kids should see fucked up shit, and a lot of kids want to, and that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this has that in it. Like, the, the villains are like fucking actual demons, and it's dope. Uh, I was also worried about the villain because I knew it wasn't going to be Black Adam. And I was like, well, who? Wh- I, I don't know a lot about Shazam. What other villains does he have? And the villain in this movie's great. He, he's very comparable to something like the villains from the Spider-Man movies where they seem to just be like, there's not a lot of character there. They're just like assholes. But they're portrayed so well by who's playing them. Like they just embrace what they're playing. Right. It's great. Uh and Shazam himself is the best part. They take the concept of little kid gets superpowers and becomes an adult. They take that concept and they do basically every funny thing they possibly can with it. You could tell that they thought about that a long time and tried to get like the best gags that they possibly could with it. And they do basically all of them. The supporting cast is all great. It was a lot stronger than I was thinking it was going to be. It works really well and it's really it's a really wholesome movie. Which was surprising coming from everyone's dying DC universe. Yeah. They're on a good track record right now. It's weird. They had Aquaman. And they had this. And I'm hoping Joker is, you know, something that cements them as maybe, you know, they don't have a clear plan for their universe. And it's not as intricate as Marvel. But they're making good movies. And in a lot of ways, maybe even more interesting movies than Marvel. But that remains to be seen. Right yeah. now, it's unproven. But we don't know what Marvel's going to look like post post Endgame. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Like, I'm extremely interested and invested in Endgame, but that's because I've been watching these movies for ten years. Right. And DC didn't really earn that, so Justice League flopped. And I, I. But like something like Shazam is so unique in the superhero field right now, that I'm excited to see. Hopefully more of that, but hopefully not too much more. Because then you'll get to the point where, like, every movie is like that. Like, Marvel is in that rut now. Uh, Not that it's bad. I love Marvel movies, but that's one of the common criticisms of them, is that they all are tonally the same and aesthetically the same. Uh, But we'll see. Anyway, go see Shazam. It's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I don't know. Endgame Unseen, this might be the best superhero movie we get this year. I'll have to see Endgame first, but, like, this one works on a lot more levels than Endgame, because Endgame is a sequel to, like, 19 movies, and this one, like, I feel like anyone could see it and get something out of it. So there is that. That's good. Uh, That's real good. We watched Game of Thrones, right? You want to talk yeah, about that? Yeah, sure thing. New game, new, new season, last season, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yep. It was, like, a, a table setting. Yeah, there's not much. I don't episode. know. There actually isn't that much to talk about, but I think like as we keep making Get and Job episodes, we'll just talk about each episode that comes out because it's something to do. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, I don't know. I really liked it. Like, Game of Thrones kind of does this a lot, where they have episodes that are like just showing you where everybody's at. Everybody's at the same places now. Yeah, it's only two places. Yeah, <laughs> which is. An interesting change for this show that expanded out into, like, 15 different places at first. Yeah, now it's bringing it all I liked, down. I liked everybody's little interactions. Uh, they were brief. You could tell that they were like, ah, oh, fuck, we don't have time to do this. But we have to do this, because, like, you know, Arya has to talk to John. 
Arya has to talk to Gendry. Arya has to talk to the Hound. But, like, all of those scenes collectively can't last more than a minute because of just the time and everything that has to progress. That part of it is slightly frustrating because Game of Thrones is such an expansive thing when you read the books. And even when you watch the show, there's just so much going on and so many characters that it shrinking down into a more focused setting is actually kind of weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it, actually. Yeah. But we'll see where it goes. I mean, I understand that, like, I don't know how long this is going to last. I bet half these characters are going to die anyway. Well, yeah. A lot of this might be, we need to give these characters these moments before we just kill them. What do you think about... We're spoiling everything, by the way. Fuck oh, you wow. if you haven't watched Game of Thrones. Sorry. Ned Stark is dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever. Just, just skip this part if you don't watch Game of Thrones. That's fine. Or actually, you don't have to because you, you ain't going to remember what the fuck we're talking about anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck you, kid. What do you think about John and Daenerys? I hate it. Hate it. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a common thing I see, too. I think a lot of people are kind of like, you know what the worst part about I need mean, eh, on this relationship the semantics of like the storyline you know you know what, all that is is annoying and I understand a song that. of ice and fire you know what the worst fucking thing about it is the the actors have no chemistry <laughs> that's the worst part of the whole fucking thing honestly they are horrible together on screen they're they're horrible together on screen you compare it directly to like Daenerys and fucking Aquaman in season one yeah I mean. And John Snow and uh, his his wildling Bish in season two, right? And how like those worked really well those relationships, and they were given the proper amount of time to exist as well, right? Right. They focused really hard on Danny and Drogo for like the first ten episodes of that season, to the point where like when he dies, it feels like she would care about that, and the same with John when Ygritte dies. Was it Ygritte? Yeah. Something like that. Oh, they're like, I think they're married in real life, by the way. They are, yes. So that chemistry was just real. <laughs> That's always for the best. Sometimes. I, I I don't know. This I don't feel. At all. Because even though both of these characters have been there since the first season, they didn't meet until last season, and they only had a couple episodes to really have them talk. And then they fuck. And I, I guess they're just in love together. A lot of that just rings hollow to me, even but because we've seen them through multiple relationships as well, right? Throughout the course of the entire show, that yeah, it's just, like it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, it just it feels very strange, a little rushed, <sighs> entirely rushed. Yeah, if this is like the way that the books are going, I have to imagine that they'll have a lot more of an expansive talk than what we've gotten here. Right. I do like that John ride a dragon, and I do like that he's a Targaryen, and I do like the wrench that that throws into the gears of the plot. Much like, uh, you know, another wrench that gets thrown into it is <laughs> Sam finds out that Danny burned his dad and brother alive. Oops. Oops. Oh yeah, it's everybody's starting to find out Danny acts like a compulsive asshole. And makes I, dumb decisions constantly. I'm wondering how she they're her going way. to characterize that in the coming episodes. Because what I think they're doing is this. You got Jamie coming to Winterfell. You got Theon coming to Winterfell. And these are two people who, when the show started, were assholes. 
and they've done a lot of shitty things. And then now they've been kind of recontextualized and character developed into better people or something like it. <laughs> I don't know if Theon's much of a person still. I don't know. Uh, he's he's still like a fucking like I don't know. He's still half reek to me. Yeah. Uh he just got fucked too bad. <laughs> but they're coming back to like where the series started and they have to live with the things that they did bad in these locations in the past. And so is Daenerys in a way because she has to reconcile the fact that she made decisions as a ruler that were kind of snap decisions that resulted in not great things. And I think that that's kind of like the dynamics they want to play off of because everyone is kind of like that now. Everyone has kind of did terrible things. Right. And they could play off of that. Sam really hasn't. So he's certainly No, he's been hates this. Good lad. <laughs> Purest character. Deserves the throne. <laughs> That's why John deserves the throne though, because through Sam. I think he's the one that I would like to get it the most, even though he doesn't want it. So, like, maybe I don't want it. I don't think that's actually going to matter for the show. No. George R. R. Martin has basically said that, like, it's a big metaphor for global warming, you know? As in, you got a big problem that's, like, has to be dealt with or else we're all going to die. And then everybody's like, yeah, but, like, politics, though. <laughs> and then they just have dumb squabbles for, like, centuries. And then it's just, oh, well, global warming's here. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucked uh so i actually don't i think if he wants that to be the overall point the throne and who earns it is gonna not matter like that throne's gonna get blown up but who the fuck cares at that point you know what i mean right. that might be where we're going i'm fine with that yeah i'm fine with that dude i cannot wait till next episode <laughs> where like they're grilling Jamie Lannister, and they're like, you son of... Danny's like, you son of a bitch. You killed my father. And and Sam's over in the corner just, like, internally screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then Jamie's like, well, look, I had to kill your father. He was insane. He was gonna... He wasn't a good person. And Daenerys is like, well, that doesn't matter. He was still my father. And Sam's in the corner just going... Mm. <laughs> That's going to be so good. Can't wait. <laughs> and also, we'll get more forlorn, uh, creepy looks from Bran just staring. Oh, my God. Just staring. <laughs> it's, I hate it. I hate him. You hate Bran? I hate him so much. I, I'm simultaneously more interested and less interested in his character now that he's become Dr. Bran Hatton. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Because it's creepy and interesting to me what he is now. And Bran wasn't really interesting to me when he was just like, you know, constantly just like, we gotta go to the thing, we gotta go to the thing. That was his whole character for five seasons. And now he is the thing. But at the same time, that means he has, like, no character. Yeah, he just kind of is, like, this he's, being. Yeah, and he has no emotion. He's just emotionless, and you can't really do anything interesting with that. But that last shot was good. With him looking at Jamie. You motherfucker. <laughs> Push me out of a one window. He's just gonna push him out of a window again. <laughs> is that how? Is that how it loops what back you, in on him? Paralyze himself? him? Through, no, it's gonna free him. He's gonna unparalyze him. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he got to push Jamie out of a window. Oh, with his warg powers or whatever. 
Can he just take control of anyone? Or was he able to just take control of Hodor because Hodor was, like, mentally challenged? I don't know. I don't know. They never really went into that too much for me. Yeah, I don't know the semantics of it. I don't know the semantics of a lot of things, because obviously the books are a place where you can learn more about that, but, like, we don't have those right now. Nope, not yet. And we may never again. Uh, who knows? This is kind of like what happens in anime a lot. We're like, oh my god, this manga's great. We better make an anime out of it. And then they make, like, they make enough episodes of the anime to, and the manga isn't, like, ready Right, and then they have to make shit. Then they just make shit up, you know? Like, right now, we're about to get Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. And the ending of that, Mm -hmm. which is like, well, that's that's the ending, but not quite. (laughs) You gotta wait for... You gotta wait for Game of Thrones Brotherhood. Oh. And and then everything will be right again. Unless George R. R. Martin's ending is bad. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) you, You haven't read the books or anything, have you? Nope. I like his writing, but there are times when it's like, dude, I don't have you, you don't have to talk about Daenerys's shit. You don't have to talk about Daenerys shitting. You don't. I, I we don't need it. Just go, dude. You don't have to talk about this glistening dick. <laughs> Cuz sometimes that happens too. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know, it got really frustrating in books 4 and 5, which like just introduce all of these characters that like I just feel don't matter just from watching the show and they're like not there. They don't even adapt those characters. They don't even cast anybody as those characters. And they just they just don't exist. So it makes me wonder if those characters matter. It feels like they don't. If overall they can just be deleted and nothing has changed. So it's just it's very meandering and feels like it has no it just continuously expands and doesn't contract at any point. Whereas the show was like, fuck, we have to end it, and then contracted way too quick. So we'll see. I don't know. I want to hope that the ending is good. Do you think the ending will be good? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> what is the ending to Game of Thrones, Justin? What do you do? That's the thing. Like, I don't know. It's going too fast. There's no way that any ending is satisfying on any level. Because... No matter what you do, someone, one of those characters is going to get fucked over by it, and some people will be mad. Wait, I mean, that's the point, but I'm fine with that. I I guess so. I mean, just the way that the story's been told up to this point, there's going to be some people that die, and it's going to feel like they were meant to do more, and then they didn't. Like, everything has been suggesting that the whole time. So, I don't know why the end of it would be any different. Right. There's going to be some bullshit like the hound dies. And it's like, why'd you bring the hound back if he just dies? It's like, ah, uh, to fuck with you. Haha. I'm just going to be like, ah. Not clingable. Oh, I want that more than anything else in this world. <laughs> Five more episodes. <laughs> oh, it's going to be the finale? Dude. <laughs> Game of Thrones ends with the clingable. I'm in. I'm for, for the that. Iron Throne. The, the winner leads Westeros. <laughs> the hound. I hope. <laughs> I can't imagine the mountain. We can't talk. You just sit there. Better president than Trump, for sure. Just sit there and be dead. I'd rather. <laughs> One can rather. dream. Well, that's my that's my ideal future candidate. <laughs> 2020. Let's just go with dead guy. That's my pick. Fuck yeah. 
Have you uh, watched anything else? Played anything else? Done anything else? I have not. Well, then let's just let's just talk about Star Wars then. Star Wars! <laughs> Star Wars! <laughs> Star Wars! Star Wars! <laughs> you broke the mic over Star Wars. Star Wars! <laughs> Star Wars! You're wearing a Star Wars shirt. Star Wars! This is so stupid to look at <laughs> from my perspective. <laughs> You're wearing a Star Wars shirt and yelling Star Wars. Star Wars! On a podcast. That's the most Doors. embarrassing trio of things I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they showed a trailer for episode nine. Oh, yeah, they sure did. The Rise of Skywalker, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is not that great of a title. Nope. I don't hate it. It's better than Attack of the Clones or The Phantom Menace. For sure, yeah. As a title. Revenge of the Sith is a dope title. That just has a ring to it that's like, yeah, that's the last one. And then it wasn't. <laughs> right. It was good, though. God, that original trilogy has the best titles. Tells you what happens in each one. It's easy. A new hope. Everything bad, but then there's new hope. That's the plot. Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back in that movie. Return of the Jedi. That's what happens. It's real easy, real easy to know. The Force Awakens, that's like vague. The Last Jedi, that's debatable. That's. I guess he wasn't the Last Jedi because no one's ever really gone. <laughs> so there's, there'll never be a Last Jedi because no one's ever really gone. Oh, there will never be a Last Jedi because they got to keep making Star Wars movies now. Oh, yeah. There's got to be another one next year. According to them, they are going to take a break from I films. Fucking, I don't fucking believe it. I think the break will be one year. And oh, then they'll God. start the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which has uh, been discussed. Uh, or the, uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, those fucking guys, D and D, are supposed to be making some movies for Star Wars as well. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Are they going to have a lot of nudity and rape in them? Nope. Well, that's what they were good at making. I don't really know. Didney. <laughs> Big Papa Didney go like, no. Who should we get to make Star Wars movies? Get them lads that film murder and rape for HBO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That'll do it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's rumors that they're doing something in the old Republic era. Uh, so like KOTOR shit. Um... And I, no one knows what Ryan Johnson's doing. Maybe not even Ryan Johnson. Because that seems to be his writing style sometimes. He's like, I don't know. It'll defy your expectations, what I write. I guess the big news from the uh, Star Wars trailer is Palpatine laugh at the end of it. Mm -hmm. So just be how... I don't know. This, this <laughs> is so annoying. God, God, Star Wars is so fucking annoying now. All right. <laughs> Get into it, Jusby. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell people Why? how you feel. Why do you have? Do you have to? No, you really don't have to. No. But Why I'm, are you? I'm. I'm. I'm happy about it. I don't care. <laughs> do these fuckers have an original bone in their fucking bodies? Give me the sheave cleave. <laughs> no, there is. There's no fucking. 
What's what's the point of putting him in if there's no fucking sheave spin? Uh, How can he sheave spin? He, that's called the sheave cleave. I'll have you know, because it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> but it but he doesn't cleave. I feel like I have to explain that his name is Sheave, because th- that's not a common <laughs> knowledge, is it? I don't know. That's like an in-joke with like me and a friend. Like It's canonical, or at least it used to be, that Emperor Palpatine's first name is Sheev. S-H-E-E-V. Ugh. So like that leads us to not call him anything but Sheev, even though clearly you could just go with the Emperor and everybody knows what you're talking about. But no, we say Sheev instead and everyone's just... What? <laughs> yeah, it's Sheev. So in episode three, when he do that six spin and he goes ah towards the <laughs> towards Mace Windu and everybody, that's the Sheev cleave. <laughs> you don't cleave though. Yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> he cleaves their lightsabers, you know. Yeah, dude. That's his signature move in uh, Lego Star Wars, and God bless them for putting that in the game. <laughs> Jump and hit B, and he does the cleave. <laughs> Why, though? But he can't do it. He dead. Well, see, but what if he's not, though? Oh, God, no one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. Uh, I think it's clones, and it's going to be stupid. Oh. Do you remember the clones? No! A lot of people have a fondness for the pre-Disney Star Wars canon, and they're kind of incorrect. There are lots of things that used to be canon that are great. Kyle Katarn, Mara Jade, uh, Thrawn. Thrawn is canon again, but not in the same context. So Thrawn. Uh, all the fucking Rogue Squadron shit with Wedge and all kinds of... But then like you get to stuff like the Yuzon Vong. Ugh. And uh, my personal favorite, the, cl- the clone stuff that happens where there's a clone Luke. And a clone emperor, and the cloned Luke is called Luuk because because when you get cloned, you have to add a vowel to your name. Uh, apparently, I don't really know the specifics of why that is the way it is. Thanks, I hate it. Luuk, <laughs> do you think Luuk will be in this movie? Because Mark Hamill is going to be in this movie in some capacity, and I I don't know if it's just going to be as a Force ghost. If they can clone Palpatine, why don't they just clone everybody? Thanks, I hate it. What if the Knights of Ren Ugh. are just all Kylo Ren? It's just nine Adam drivers. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> They're all immensely thick. <laughs> There's one that's even more thick. Oh my god, please. <laughs> Kylo Ren. <laughs> Ren? Uh, the ick. What if they all look they all have slightly different demeanors but they're all emo still Ugh. <laughs> it's like different generations of people that go to hot topic <laughs> are all the kylo rens there's a sense. scene kid one there's a goth kid one and there's just an emo one and there's a punk kylo ren like a casual anime fan yeah all the different people that go to hot topic those right. are the kylo those are the knights of ren <laughs> i'm in for it I'm going to watch episode 9 no matter what happens. Oh, yeah, same. That's the sad part of it. Like, there's no stopping it. It's Star Wars. You're going to do it. I think it'll be... the shit. It'll be by... It's, there's no way it's more pol- polarizing than The Last Jedi. I J.J. Abrams is way more safe. I think the Palpatine thing is a big ruse cruise. I don't actually think he's going to be a clone. I think it's going to be more like he's a Sith Force ghost or something. 
or just in such a brief scene. Seems unfair that the Sith gets to be ghost too, though. If that's how they go about it. I mean, maybe it's less like like you're rewarded ghosts and rewarded more like, for being evil by getting to live forever as a ghost. I think it's it's probably less that and more like something to like to like fuck with people. Maybe. He starts talking to Kylo Ren and like visions and shit. Right. And Kylo's like, oh. I think it'll more have more more to do with Kylo than anything else. I don't know how effective that would be on Kylo because he killed the last Emperor. Yeah, but he doesn't they... care. He's like, give a fuck about that Emperor. I know. Do you, do you think Palpatine has anything to do with Snoke? Better question. Do you think they talk about Snoke ever again? I hope not. <laughs> I'll admit that I, I wasn't never on board with learning more about Snoke. Didn't care. Looked stupid. Looked like my balls. Don't want to know about Snoke. <laughs> but once they just kill him with no fanfare, I, I started to wonder what the fuck that character was supposed to be. Because I don't think he was supposed to be nothing. Probably supposed to be something. Why even insert him if you're just going to kill him? Weird. Someone for... Kylo to kill. That's probably actually my favorite part of The Last Jedi, though. That whole scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's dope. Uh, there's lots of... That's the ultimate tragedy of that movie for me, is that there's so many parts that I'm just like, this is great! This is some of the best shit they've ever done in Star Wars. And, and then there's, like, Benicio Del Toro stuttering. And I'm just uh, like, ah, no! The entire casino planet thing. The entirety of it. Gotta go to the casino planet and play Sabak. (laughs) (laughs) That entire portion. I think is space poker with weird symbols, if I remember right. Yes. Hmm. Sabak. Can you play that in Kotor? I think so. Or do you just play something else? There was like a weird deck building game in Kotor that I never like really got into. I forget what it is. It's been forever since I played Kotor. Yeah, me too. I can never really get into it, and I want to because I, I keep hearing that the story in that is like one of the best Star Wars stories ever. Yeah, it's really good. If not the best Star Wars story ever. It's up there. I don't know if I'd go that far because I haven't played it, so I don't really know. It's really good. Well, one day. One day. Gotta at least know more about HK-47. That that interests me immensely. Evil droids are my favorite aspect of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I'm actually more excited about that Star Wars show from Jon Favreau than Episode Nine. Oh yeah, because uh, that has a stellar cast, and I and I I think IG88 in it. Yes, it does. I love Evil Robots, man. One of my favorite little short Star Wars stories I ever read was about IG88, and like it went a little galaxy brain with the lore, because like it ended up that like IG88 assimilated with the second Death Star. What the fuck? Yeah, no. Yeah, this used to be canon. Uh, <laughs> IG-88 was, like, assimilated with the second Death Star, and his plan was going to be that just as the Empire was getting ready to fire it on Endor, he was going to turn the weapon in on itself and kill the Empire and the Rebels, everyone there. So he was going to kill both sides of the conflict all in one fell swoop. But then Lando kill him. And didn't really even know that he killed IG-88. Because it didn't matter. Because he landed And then that ended up, like, really mattering. Because, like, the whole thing about IG-88 is there's, like, four of him. There's IG-88A, IG-88B, C, and D. Yeah. And then, like, 
when he does bounty hunter stuff to like expand across the galaxy and assimilate with other robots and build an army basically but like a couple of them get killed by boba fett because boba fett's just so badass that like while the whole thing is happening where like vader tells all the bounty hunters to go get han solo whoever wins wins ig88 tries to but then boba fett just kills him like three times <laughs> so he kills he kills all of them except the one that's like assimilated with the death star from what i remember and like it's funny because like the robot is just like how how can this be it's just a man and then i'm like nope it's a clone but they didn't know that yet <laughs> no one knew yet ig88's in uh jedi knight yeah briefly what are you there i thought those happened after six not that they, they not do. that they have to adhere to any canon. But you know, you're right. They do happen after six. Okay. It doesn't matter. They well, could just say that he had an IG-88E. It's, it's kind of like in between. Oh, okay. Because, like, the first Dark Forces takes place before, in between three and four, stealing the Death Star plans. And I then, gotcha. And then Jedi Knights, uh, not too long after that. Then Jedi Knight 2... I think after everything. Okay. And then Academy's way after everything. That's like when they're fighting the Yuzon Vong? Right. (laughs) And Luke got his own temple. And Luke married to Redhead. Right. Hell yeah. It's a shame they never introduced Mara Jade. It's a cool character. She's awesome. Yeah, I like her a lot. Star uh, Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, I'm excited for that show. I'm also really excited for the game from Respawn. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Finally got some stuff about that, too. Looking good. Respawn, I wish the good trailer death. told us more. At least it's... It, I, I feel like I still don't know that much beyond the title and the premise. Like, it didn't really tell us any more about that than that. We already knew the premise was a Padawan after Order 66 trying to, like, you know, survive... And not right. get murdered. And that's all we know still. We know that it's like... Maybe Star Souls. <laughs> we don't know yet. But it could be. It has the potential to be Star Souls. It won't be hard, though. It won't be no. that hard, though. No. There's no way. I'm thinking it might be something more along the lines of God of War, combat-wise. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Specifically, the way that your axe works in that game. I think that's actually straight up going to be how the lightsaber works. Like, I bet you're able to throw it and then get it back to your hand with the force. Yeah. That'd be some dope shit. Lightsaber throw always important. Hell yeah. And no one uses it in the movies, though. <laughs> A couple times. Ah. He's like literally twice. It's used in the prequels. Do you think that is going to have branching story paths? Like, I don't know. Do you think you'll be able to use so. force lightning is, is my main question there. You should. Only Sith boys get to do that. You should be able to. Hmm. I, ho- I hope so. It's a murky time, a so dark what is, era. What does he know about the Jedi path? Well, I mean, yeah, his teacher died on the first day. Everybody's dead. And he's like Leon S. Kennedy. Right. He doesn't have anybody to, to learn <laughs> My from. first day on the job, everyone dies. So he learns how to use the Force <laughs> on his own, and usually when that happens, they can learn whatever the fuck. Kyle Katarn shit. Right. I was actually going to predict that he was going to be Kyle Katarn before the reveal, just to like give everybody a fan boner. I was like, oh my god, you're actually playing as Kyle Katarn. But it's like a reimagined version of him. That would have been sick. But no, it's it's uh, 
that one guy. I forget his name. Uh, from Shameless. Yeah. And he's the Joker in Gotham, I think. Yes. I don't know. He seems okay. I was actually hoping for a bigger actor to be the main person. Yeah. But I'm excited for that. But the real Star Wars game news is that they're making a new Lego Star Wars. That's Justin. the most important one. That's the most important Star Wars news of all. And you can eat my dick if you think otherwise. No, Lego Star Wars is dope. Fuck it's yeah. It's all of them. Complete Saga is my favorite Lego game. And just probably one of my favorite games just because it's just, like, wholesome. Not really a whole thought. I could say this negative about it. It's just yeah. Lego Star Wars. It's just good dumb fun. Is this new one just going to be Lego Completer Saga This is This Wars? is the rumor. The rumor is that it's not just going to be, you know, Episode 8 and 9. Because those are the ones they haven't adapted yet. And I guess Rogue One and Solo, if they touch that. It's going to be the whole thing. I don't know if that will include Rogue One and Solo, but I'll be happy if it's just 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Yeah. And, you know, maybe just like six levels for each. They could just port over the levels from Lego Star Wars 1 and 2 and some of the levels from Force Awakens game, which is an underrated game. Not quite as good as the other two Legos, but still good. And then just go from there. And I'd be happy with it. I just want to take General Grievous to the next trilogy, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. Gotta take him to all the movies. That's my true head canon. <laughs> Gr- <laughs> Grievous was the main character. He got to go to Endor. <laughs> he got to go to Jakku. Imagine Grievous trying to fight little, little, little fucking Ewoks. Oh, I can. It's great. I want it to happen. Can't you do that in Battlefront? Yeah. Battlefront 2, I should yes, say. Yes, you can. Uh, maybe with a mod. I, uh, Grievous was like tied to certain levels, if I remember right. Well, maybe that's not the case anymore in the new EA Battlefront. Because they added Grievous. Not that anyone cares about that game. I don't know about New Battlefront. <sighs> old Battlefront was the shit. I never owned New Battlefront either. Mm-hmm. But anyways, unless you got anything to talk about... No! I'm going to talk about some comics. Go ahead, bud. Oh, oh I'm boy. I'm going to try to download Joker. <laughs> you go ahead and start... <laughs> You're not going to succeed... It's not going to work, Justin. I'm try. It's not going to work. I'm trying right now. Nintendo doesn't want you to play. <laughs> Reggie made sure of that. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... Reggie threw a match at fucking Nintendo servers on his way out. <laughs> Who were you watching that said that? It's Leffen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Leffen. So, uh, the last, uh... Not last week, but last episode, uh, we talked about... Batman versus Predator and Batman versus Predator 2 in my ongoing segment where I subject myself to bad crossover comics. Uh, not all of them are bad. Batman versus Predator was actually quite good, but you know, Batman versus Predator 2 was like god awful. Right. And uh, if you thought it was going to get better, boy, do I have a comic for you that is worse. <laughs> Superman Aliens, or as it's also known, Superman versus Aliens sometimes. No real clear indication of what the actual title is. It's either Superman slash Aliens or Superman versus Aliens, depending on what trade paperback you're looking at. That's weird. But originally, Superman slash Aliens. I mean, he fights the aliens. It should just be versus Aliens. It's fine. It's fine. This was a, I think, three-issue... Three-issue comic, released in the year of our Lord, 1995. Uh, Let me think here. Was Alien 3 out? I think so. Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, that was early 90s. So that was probably the most recent thing in the timeline of movies. <sighs> oh, you know what? That would make sense, given kind of some of the stuff that happens in this. So, uh... This series sucks really fucking bad. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but now, now, let me preface that by saying... Because I don't want to talk too much shit about the writer and artist. Dan Jurgens. Uh, he actually has done a lot of things. He worked on Superman mainly in the 90s, during the era where Superman fucking died, and then came back, except there was four Supermen. You remember that storyline? Yeah, yeah. Just adapted into a good DC movie. Uh, so as such, he is the creator of such classic characters as Doomsday, uh, Cyborg Superman, actually a good villain, don't at me, and... My personal favorite character that he's created, Booster Gold, who is if a superhero was an idiot. I love that character so much. <laughs> uh, so he wrote this, and it, it's filled with 90s Superman not great things. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of his art. It was better in some of the 90s Superman comics I've read, but... His faces are just unsettling in this. I'll post a couple of them, don't worry, on the Twitter. Superman's faces look disgusting in this. <laughs> it's just it's just not good. And 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 I also want to point out that like his hair is not quite the the super mullet from the 90s if you remember that look yeah. for him. But Iconic. it's not it's not great either. It's it's pretty long, it's stupid. And there's also uncomfortable degrees of uh costume terror that happened to superman in this like he his costume gets so fucked up by the aliens that he's like down to like one pant leg in the underwear by the end of the comic that's weird uh it's it is weird i'm like is superman just rocking one pant leg like why because <laughs> they ripped his costume man great i mean why? other than showing him battle damaged it seemed to just be like let's have superman be naked fighting the aliens was the sweet Hey man, equal opportunity. Not just the girls gotta be half naked fighting. How about nobody? Superman gotta be too. Hey, the aliens gotta be naked all the time. <laughs> they ain't got no choice. What if they're fucking dogs? Who cares? <laughs> I really want to see the aliens wearing pants and ties now. <laughs> but how did how does alien wear pants? Does it go like this or this? <laughs> the little second mouth comes out and it has like a tie on. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I pulled up a page here. I read this forever ago. So I actually, like, am struggling to remember the plot of Superman Aliens other than just bad. Bad was the plot of Superman Aliens. So, uh, I, I'm not familiar with 90s Superman canon, and I don't know if this adheres to it or not, but the canon we have that we're presented with here is that Lex Luthor is not in charge of LexCorp right now. It is just which is probably for the best, <laughs> but it's still a company that exists and it's still a company that's trying to, you know, excel in science divisions. So, uh, the head of LexCorp space division is this character by the name of Cheryl Kimball. And they're investigating this weird, like message from space that they've received. And she's like real, into advancing LexCorp's science for the glory of herself and her career. She's very self-focused. Basically a stand-in for Lex Luthor in this comic, but they needed someone that was willing to work with Superman a bit. 
And they chose this bitch, who I don't know if was an actual character or not, but it really doesn't matter. So Superman... Well, no. Clark and Lois are invited to LexCorp, where they're looking at this signal and trying to interpret it. And something goes wrong, inevitably, as it always does with Superman. You know, Clark goes, you know, I gotta go over there, and then turns into Superman and saves everything. You know, this is a classic Superman scene. Uh, You've seen a million times before. Same, Same old shit. So Superman listens to the signal, and he's like, this message is Kryptonian. Whoa! And he listens to it, and it's from a city called Argo, I think. Uh, not to be confused with, you know... The movie? The movie or the events uh, in the movie. So Superman is like, we gotta go see where this message came from, because this message is telling me that th- these people were from Krypton, and they escaped before the planet exploded because they hid under like a dome and then rocketed the dome off of the planet and then they're just out there in space somewhere floating around and they said they sent a distress signal that's what this is and LexCorp lady is like well I want to go see it anyway because their technology is something that I can greatly learn from and you know great my career is gonna take off because of this blah 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 and Lois wants to go too because Lois butts her nose into everything because yeah, it's Lois. It's Lois. Hey! <laughs> you got Joker? It's going. Fuck yeah! We're downloading, boys! Never seen it coming. Bam, bam! <laughs> Thank God after this podcast is over, I can play it. Alright, well, too bad. You gotta listen to bad comics nah, now. fuck! So, uh, we gotta go to space. We gotta save the Kryptonians. And Superman's like, they find this colony. And here's where we get to the first major problem of this comic. Superman lands on the the asteroid where the space colony has landed, or whatever the fuck it is. And he's like, oh no, this place is far away from a sun, meaning my powers are not at full capacity right now. Gee, this narrative device will make me not good at fighting aliens later. He doesn't say that, but he might as well. Uh, (laughs) It's a dumb excuse to dumb down Superman's power level to one that where he can actually, you know, feasibly have a fight with aliens and not just wreck their shit. Because that's the first thing you think of when you hear Superman versus aliens, right? Well, th- what the fuck can they do to Superman? He's Superman. Right. He could just crunch him into a ball without even trying. But of course, that's the only part of that that's interesting. So take that away. <laughs> Superman don't have powers right now. Fuck him. Superman comes across a lot of unconscious people. And he's like, they're still alive. I can see, hear their heartbeat because the powers are kind of half working. So he puts them in the craft that he landed there in. And, you know, it's like Lois comes in. And she's like, Superman, but if you send that craft back, we'll have to, like, you know, send another craft back for you. You're going to be stranded on that planet. He's like, that's all right. We got to save these people. And he sends them off to the... The main space station that they're all on. Oh, they all got aliens Guess in them. what? They got aliens in them. Good job, Superman, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you just sent, like, three aliens about to get hatched to your wife. Lol. <laughs> Good present, Superman. Uh, Superman's actually not smart in this at all. He sucks. He's not effective, and he's not smart. You'll see why later. Superman encounters a survivor of Argo. She is... Her name, Kara... If that sounds familiar to you, that's because she's Supergirl. Now, I don't really know 90s Superman canon, but 
I do know there was a weird period of time where Supergirl wasn't Kara and she was an android instead. Uh, that was really off-putting to me as a kid when I read the um, Death of Superman trade. And there's <laughs> there's a scene where Doomsday fucking punches Supergirl in the face and her head exploded because she was an android. And I didn't know that as a kid, so I was just like, oh, no! <laughs> He fucking killed her. That's amazing. Wait, why is there no blood? Oh, she's an ant. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know why that was a thing in the 90s. But anyway, this is actual Kara, who, if I remember right, died in the 80s, but then came back in the 2000s. So this is just not canon. It's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's just a reference anyway. Right. Kara's like, he's like, what's going on here? And Kara's like, well, we landed on this planet after we, you know, escaped. And then we're like, uh, fuck, this place got aliens in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> or like a ship crashed and that had aliens on it or whatever. And then it began to kill everybody there. And uh, there's not many survivors left. It's just Kara and a handful of people. And Superman's like, well, we got to get out of here. And she's like, well, I mean, like, there's no way out of here. I've looked because I've lived here for like five years, you asshole. And he's like, well, yeah, but we got to look for a way out of here. And she's like, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And then he mentions, well, okay, well, no, I I came with a group of people. I just sent, uh, you know, a a ship full of uh, unconscious people to them. She's like, unconscious people? Superman, you just sent a bunch of aliens to those people. They're going to all die. And he's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He makes a great face that's just like, and it's so good. Uh, (laughs) Not good. But funny, I should point out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this just progresses in a way where Superman's just like, oh, my powers aren't working. Oh, no, their acid is burned my shirt away. Oh, no, I have to be shirtless, Superman, now. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, uh, it just progresses to the point where, like, Superman's working with Kara to defend... Uh, their entire population that all these surviving Kryptonians Superman cares about this immensely. He's a Kryptonian. He's found other Kryptonians for the first time. He doesn't want these people to die. Not to mention the fact that he's Superman and he doesn't want anyone to die. Leads us to problem, major problem number two with this comic. Superman's fighting the aliens and Kara has a giant space gun and she's just obliterating them. She's like, Superman... Use your fucking super strength that isn't at 100% but still is good to kill the fucking aliens. And Superman like, no, I won't kill anyone. I won't kill anything. And she's like, Superman, I don't think you understand. (laughs) (laughs) These aliens are not like, you know, they're going to kill us all. And Superman's like, no, I won't sacrifice my principles to do this. Guess what happens next? The aliens kill all of them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Literally, there's this thing where, like, they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting, and they fight them off, and then Superman's like, oh, oh my god, that was crazy. And she's like, everyone's dead. <laughs> Except me. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he literally says, oh. <laughs> oh my god. So, they kind of set up a half-assed, like, explanation for this, where, like, there was some, an event in Superman's past where, in order to defeat a problem, he had to kill something and it affected him and he's like never again i'll never do that again so you know it doesn't really matter what it is just picture the thing from man of steel if you want it's funny to me Uh, (laughs) but that's an aspect of superman that i appreciate in many ways 
Man of Steel has a lot of problems, but that's not my major problem with Man of oh, Steel. Oh, not at all. I kind of like the idea of giving Superman an, no choice, and he has to kill somebody. Yeah. Even though that's a ripoff from something from Dark Knight Returns, if you remember. Great scene where Batman comes across uh, a gang member, and he's holding a literal baby with a gun to its head, and he's like, don't do nothing, Batman, I'll shoot, I swear to God. And Batman just shoots that dude in the head. And then grabs the baby, the crying baby, away from him and goes, I believe you. And it's so good! Because <laughs> Batman knows that he had no other option. I think it's dumb that Batman kills people. You don't want Batman to always kill people. But right. you can make a good moment out of a superhero having to sacrifice their principles for the greater good. Right. That's a good moment that you can make. This comic doesn't do that. It doesn't give us... Because it's something you could explore where Superman's like, I don't want to kill anything, but these things have to die. And then he just obliterates them. That would have been a good moment. But no. Don't get that. Superman's like, I'm not going to kill them. They're not evil. They're just like, you know, animals. And he's technically right. But like, you know, if you're being attacked by like 30,000 bears, I would hope that you would kill some of those bears and not die. Right. <laughs> it's really dumb. I hated it. Uh, meanwhile, back on the ship, aliens are happening. And Lois is like, fuck! These are aliens are everywhere. Ah, I got to kill them. And she tries to. And then LexCorp lady like, no, I need to research them because that's what happens in every aliens thing ever. <laughs> Seriously does. Yeah, basically. Uh, that'll continue with every crossover with aliens. That kind of happens. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so like, eventually that character actually comes to an understanding and learns that like these things are too dangerous to even avoid killing. You have to do it. Superman doesn't come to that conclusion. The sort of antagonist does. She's never really the antagonist. She's just kind of like a bitch. So anyway, Superman finds a transporter on the planet. Oh, wait. Important to note first, because I don't really remember how this works, but this happens. Superman and Kara... Get kidnapped by aliens and they implant face huggers into them. So Superman and Kara are so infected they and they got egged. They are going to get alien chest bursted. Superman quickly realizes that he's been implanted with the queen. Just like Ripley was in Alien 3, which did come out before this. So they had that idea right. to rip off. Uh, <laughs> um, and he realizes that the aliens won't attack him. Because they put the new queen in him. Maybe because they sensed that he was of better biological chemistry than humans. So it would be a good progenitor for their species or whatever. I digress. They don't really explore that. So Superman's like, alright, well, they won't kill us. So I'm going to grab Kara and we're going to teleport out of here. And using the teleporter, we can teleport the fucking alien out of us. So that it doesn't kill us. What? Yeah. So they do that. But Superman fucks up and, like, sends Kara away. And then she's just, like, floating. And she's just like, you know, whatever, Superman. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta live. Because you're a good person, Cal. And she sacrifices herself or whatever. Something like that happens. I, I really don't remember because it's just all a blur. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't really matter. It, it may, They make it look like Kara dies is my point. Okay. And then Superman, I think, is able to, like, get the chestburster out of him himself. And it doesn't kill him because he's Superman because he goes next to his son. 
And then he's just like fine and he just kills it. I don't think he kills it though because he's Superman. He's stupid. Doesn't kill the aliens. What do you do with it then? I don't remember. It's either that or it gets transported out of him, but I kind of remember that scene, so I'm going to say that that happened. Yeah, that's what it is. When he gets back to Earth's solar system, his powers come back enough for him to stop the chestburster from emerging, and he just pukes it out of his self. That's what it is. So apparently if you're Superman you just and you got a little parasite man in you, you just puke, puke him out, silly. Great. Why didn't anybody else come up with that? And then obviously, cool. you know, you got Lois and LexCorp lady about to get killed by the aliens. Then Superman, with his powers back, shows up, beats the shit out of the alien and throws it into space. Great. That's probably going to land and kill somebody, Superman. Probably should have just killed it. God, I hope it did. And everything's great and the city's saved, whatever. Except Superman didn't save anyone, really. And then it shows for no reason that Kara is still alive. and She's fine. Floating out in space. In a pod. Why? Uh, no reason. She doesn't come back in the sequel to this or anything. This is a non-canon story. It's not actually Supergirl. They just did it for no reason. Who care? Why? This is the worst one so far. If I'm being honest. Sounds like it. Uh, the next one is a lot better. It's not great, but it's better. Uh, Batman Aliens is a two... Issue comic came out in 97. Uh, the writer is Ron Mars, who isn't, like, really someone that, like, is prolific and done a lot of things that you've heard of. He's written a lot of comics, though. Uh, I think he wrote a shit ton of Witchblade back in the day. I know what that is, yeah. Yeah. Half-naked girl with stuff on her. Right. Weird. Uh, image was weird back in the day. Or was that Image? I don't remember. Uh, he wrote a comic I love, speaking of Star Wars, uh, I think it was just called Darth Maul, came out around the same time as Phantom Menace, and it's like a really cool thing that they just did again and ripped off later on for Disney. Uh, it's a little storyline where Darth Maul is sent by Emperor Palpatine to go, like, kill off, like, the current baddest guys in the galaxy, which is the criminal empire Black Sun. And Darth Maul, like, almost completely eradicates them, except for one wing of it that Palpatine himself secretly controls for years. And then they come back in Shadows of the Empire. Because that's the bad guys in that game. So it's a cool little Easter egg kind of connection there. And and his it was just fun seeing Darth Maul kill people. It's just a fine comic. It's nothing crazy, but it's fun. And it's uh, drawn by Bernie Wrightson, who is a legendary... Uh, unfortunately now deceased comic artist. Uh, he died in 2017. He is best known for co-creating Swamp Thing with Len Wein, also now deceased, unfortunately. And he primarily worked on horror comics. He did a lot of stuff, and he's uh, kind of just highly regarded and well-renowned for all of his contributions to comics. Uh, the art in this is good. Uh, I didn't really pick up on it that it was him or anything. Uh, Batman Aliens is a lot better. I, I think the key to it is that it doesn't get as dumb as Superman does, where he's like, I can't kill the aliens. Because that was one of the most frustrating things I've ever read in my life. Right, well, Batman doesn't give a shit. Batman, at first, is kind of like, maybe I shouldn't, but then, like, he kind of realizes that he has to. Because, <laughs> like, these things can't be allowed to exist. 
Right. And that's kind of the whole point of the comic and why it works. So, uh, the, the one problem I have with this is it doesn't take place. It takes place in a setting that would be maybe more fitting with a predator comic. It's, uh, it's a jungle near the Guatemala, Mexico border. Yeah, uh, sounds like Predator. Yeah, so Batman parachutes into that place and just shows up. There's all these mercenary fucks down there, or maybe they're military. I, 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 I they're just, okay. They're an American special ops team. That clears that up. I couldn't remember because they keep it really vague. Because spoiler alert, these are just characters that get to be killed by aliens. Uh, so they're there looking for an alien craft of some sort ancient ruins or something or other uh for some shadowy government or some of some sort batman's there for a different reason batman is there because wayne industries sent a geologist to this area and that geologist has disappeared batman covers this up really well because he's just like bruce wayne sent me (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and they uh you know Batman doesn't want to divulge any details to these people, but they agree to work together because they're just out in the jungle. And uh, the leader is real antagonistic towards Batman. He's like, who assigned you to be the leader, you fucker? And he's like trying to shoot stuff, and Batman's like, no guns. We don't use guns. Before they encounter the aliens, I should point out. Batman's not that fucking stupid, unlike Superman in the last comic. Uh, it's a much shorter comic. It was only two issues, and 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 honestly, that's good, because the Superman one felt like it lasted forever, and it and it hurt because it was bad. This one is decent. It's nothing great, but I appreciated how straight and to the point it was. It's like you just you drop these this Batman into the jungle, and then he meets the cast, and it's just like you know leader man, another guy, and a girl. And then they go and they find the alien craft and they're like, what's this? And then they find face huggers and they find eggs and then they find aliens. And they're like, oh, fuck, it's bad. This bad time. Uh, Batman, to his credit, as as happened in Batman vs. Predator as well, basically through just his plot armor brain, <laughs> figures out what's going on immediately. He's just like, oh, this creature gestates like this, and this creature exists like this, and this creature does this. And they're just like, how'd you figure that out, Batman? He's like, I'm Batman. (laughs) 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 And uh, they get kind of blocked in this pyramid, and they're trying to escape, and they're trying not to die. And that's basically all it is, is they're just trying not to die. Even Batman. Uh, There's uh, there's a really, 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 really funny moment in this comic. Uh, They're trapped... One of the, the leader guy gets killed by aliens or whatever. It's Batman, the other guy, and the girl. And they're trapped in this area, kind of caved in. And they kind of, like, sleep for the night before they'll go, go off in the morning. Batman has a nightmare. No oh God, what about? <laughs> what the fuck else does Batman ever have nightmares about, Justin? My, my parents. <laughs> my dad. Now, this one has a twist. <laughs> Killed by alien? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? It's so funny. Batman, like, they come out of, like, the movie, and it's, like, a sci-fi movie instead, and it, and instead of, like, the Zorro or whatever. And then, it's, and then it's, like, his father doubles over, and a chestburster comes out of him. He's like, Father! And then his mom has the chestburster come out of her. He's like, Mom! And then he wakes up, 
or I think he starts to have one come out of him as Batman. Like, not as Bruce Wayne, but as Batman. And then he wakes up, and they're like, Whoa, Batman, you look awfully scared, dude. I thought you were hardcore. And he's like, oh, my parents. Uh. And they're like, what was that? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so they continue onward, and uh, we eventually get the bad twist. Uh, the female spec ops person has been clearly the most level-headed the whole time. She's been willing to cooperate with Batman because she knows who, what he is and what he's capable of and he's the best chance they got to get out of this situation alive and and nobody else was willing to work with him in that way but it is becomes apparent that she is going to betray everyone and she lets an alien kill the other remaining person and is going to work on getting a sample and getting out of there you know typical aliens fashion got to use them for personal gain of some sort uh, Batman stops her, is, is the long and short of it. <laughs> but, before that, it's important for us to note the unique alien that exists in this story. <laughs> We're in a uh, jungle, and there are Gata, and an alien gets on a Gata, and creates oh an alien gator, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's a big, absolute unit. I'll put it on the Twitter. It's fucking hilarious looking is a big ass alien (laughs) i don't know why it gets so big because like you know for example in alien 3 we had the one that comes out of like a bison or whatever or not a bison whatever the fuck it was cow cow alien it was like an elk elk alien i don't remember what the fuck it was space animal alien and uh but then like it's some cuts of alien 3 it's a dog supposed to be a dog and it doesn't really increase in size tremendously you'd think that like if the alien came out of something bigger it would be bigger right so it kind of like takes that to its advantage it becomes a giant fucking walk on all fours all the time big monstrosity alien with like the 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 way that a alligator's skin looks to it a little bit hell yeah pimp i thought it was a good design actually it's it's very stupid to think of that like yeah there's a gator alien (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know i don't know uh explosion or maybe a volcano happen i, I don't know B- batman escapes batman's the only survivor batman takes a sample and this is my favorite part of the whole comic batman takes a sample all the way back to the Batcave, and he has a moment where he's like i don't kill and these things aren't evil they're just like animals however i need to kill it because not because of the aliens, but because of humans. Because humans will take this and try to make it a weapon. Because it's so destructive. And Batman destroys the sample. And that's how it ends. And that is a far better way to go about that concept than Superman aliens. Where Sounds Superman like just decides not to kill anything. Fucking too much of a good boy. <laughs> what a what a pussy. Batman bad boy. Mm. So, uh, uh, what the fuck comes next? Uh, well, not not this week. Don't worry. Don't worry, Josby. We're done for this week. Basically, you're long, long and short of it. <laughs> As I keep saying this episode, Superman Aliens bad. Batman Aliens okay. Can't really recommend either of them wholeheartedly. Not at all. But next week, Batman vs. Predator 3, Blood Ties, <laughs> and Superman vs. Predator and uh, those will actually be way more fun to talk about. We'll get there next week. So speaking of that shit, 
Oh, are you going to talk about uh, Aliens versus My Sense of Sight Requiem? Yes. Or you could for a bit, because I just talked about uh, comics for nine years. Aliens versus... I can't fucking say <laughs> Requiem. <laughs> Why is it so dark, Jusby? All right, enter Alien versus Predator Requiem, the movie we had to torture ourselves with watching this week. What um, a great time it was. The uh, best way I could describe this movie is you can't see. I can't see. It's it's an Alien vs. Predator movie where you got, uh-oh, big alien end-up planet. <laughs> yeah? In fact, it's the exact ship. This movie is a direct sequel. It takes place immediately after. Immediately after the last Alien vs. Predator movie, but Aliens vs. Predator Requiem Yeah, why'd they the change that? Fucking it seems dumb, irrelevant dumb. to do. It is dumb. It's big Why dumb. Why is it called Requiem? Because it's dumb. Let me look up what Requiem means. <laughs> Go ahead. You help You help me out with that one. <laughs> anyway, big ship at the end. It's like, oh, no, no. Alien burst out chest. It's a pred alien. It's both, baby. Uh, it's such a dumb concept. It's both. It's really just an alien with dreads. Yeah. That walk on two legs. Right. Like, it acts not like a predator at any point. It was hard to see it. That's true. It's hard to see good, anything. You didn't get a good glimpse of it the whole fucking movie. But anyway, and it, that causes catastrophe, and ship gets fucked up, and predator ship turned back around, crash back on Earth. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Then little boy and dad-dad go hunt-hunt, and they're... <laughs> They're out. <laughs> they they stumble upon ship, and the kid's like, "Whoa, Dad, look at that shit!" And then, and then they're like, "Oh!" And then they hear shit. And they're like, "This no good." Face huggers happen. Right, and they're like, "Let's move." And then they and then as they're running away, face huggers happen, and they get oh, face hugged. Yeah, and then they, both of them die. Interestingly enough, lots of kids die in this, or yeah. at least implied die in this. That right. one explicitly dies. Like, the chestburster come out of that kid. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Hardcore, man. This movie doesn't pull no punches, bitch. It's rated R. The last one was PG-13. That movie's for pussies. This movie's hardcore. Except you can't see anything. Yeah, like, I really want to point out that you cannot see anything. You know, Alien vs. Predator had, like a, like, a blue filter to it, like, the whole time? A little bit. Yeah, I preferred that over to the black. <sighs> Film grainy, just... Darkness as shitty as Paul Weeksauce Anderson is, he he does know that you need to be able to see the movie you're watching. I'll give him props for that. I never thought I'd have to, but apparently that's a lesson you need to learn when you make a film. You don't put a filter over your whole movie that is badly lit already. Whole thing takes place at night, basically. Can't see shit. Ooh, it's dramatic. It's like a noir, but not really. It just looks dark. See what what's going on in a noir still? If the whole point is just an excuse for predators and aliens to fight. I would like to see that shit. Right, but every time they are fighting, it's super dark and you can't see it. Yeah, and it's and it's not necessarily well-made fight scenes either. It's kind of just choppy. Anyway, enter a 35-year-old high schooler. <laughs> yeah, 35-year-old pizza boy still in high school. Yeah. Why they cast somebody so old? Uh, not like they could afford anything. That's true. And then, uh... How old was this person? He he worked Pizza Boy. Pizza Boy? And, he, and then and then his dick boss, like, go deliver Pizza Boy. And he's like, fuck you, Dad. He's like, no. <laughs> I don't want to wear this hat. This hat's gay. 
<laughs> that's that character sucked. It's but so, so did every other character. Every character in this movie sucks. <laughs> and then and then so boy go deliver pizza. Uh oh, cute girl house. She don't look forty. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. She don't look forty at all. And then he deliver pizza, make gay joke to yeah. chick boyfriend. Chick boyfriend beat him up. Mm. Throw his keys in the sewer. Specifically set up to have a fake out moment later on. Mm-hmm. Between between forty year old high schooler and his convict brother who might be around the same age. But oh not in high shit. School. I just looked up the the high school kid who looked like he was forty. Yeah. Um. At, around the time when Alien vs Predator came out, he was only twenty four. That's not that bad. Uh, he's dead. Oh shit. Yeah. Talking ill of the dead. What happened to him? Um. Well, he died. Well, how? Uh, in twenty twelve. Uh, let's see. Lewis and his eighty one year old landlady were found dead at his home. Uh, dead on the home's driveway. Uh, hmm. Oh, it was a homicide. Holy shit. Holy shit, shit, really? What the fuck? This is fucked up. Lewis had broken into the house, murdered Davis, and killed her pet cat. Wait a minute. He's Johnny Lewis. Okay, wait. Wait, did he kill... Hang on a second. kill somebody? This is fucked up. Hang on a second. Is he a murderer? <laughs> I'm trying to find out. Uh, oh my god! Please tell me. It was later determined that Lewis, the actor, had broken into the house, murdered Davis, his 81-year-old landlady, and killed her pet cat. And then he killed himself. Um. Why is he dead? According to the LAPD, Lewis then either fell or jumped from the roof, garage, or patio of Davis's villa. Uh, did not have any drugs or alcohol in his system when he died. He had a history of drug abuse, leading uh, to speculation that he may have suffered a drug-induced psychosis when he allegedly killed his landlord. Wow. Wow. I did not expect this when I yeah, clicked that's on a, this lad. Holy shit. Um, um, holy shit. Yeah, he fucking sucked in this movie. T- uh, I guess he was in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, the creator of that tweeted this about his death. It was a tragic end for an extremely talented guy who unfortunately had lost his way. I wish I could say that I was shocked by the events last night, but I was not. I am deeply sorry that an innocent life had to be thrown into his destructive path. Yes, it's day or morning, but it's also a day of awareness and gratitude. Sadly, some of us carry the message by dying. Well, damn, sounds like a piece of shit. Sounds a little like, bit. You, you, I mean, yeah, problems, but like, God, well, you gotta kill an 81-year-old fucking landlady over this shit? And her cat? No, you don't. Fuck off. Yeah, so I just... Damn, I don't like this character more now. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean you, you already sucked ass. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I wonder he was stuck delivering pizza. He can't act, and he was trying to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is awful. <laughs> fuck him. Piece of shit. That that threw me off quite a bit reading that. I was was, like, what? I thought he was murdered at first, but he murdered. Mm. Fucking weird. Weird. I don't like it. But anyway, speaking of more things I don't like. I'm not going to look up anyone else from this movie out of fear that they've also killed somebody. They probably all killed somebody. (laughs) I don't think everyone ever. Every single fucking one of them. Jesus. I had the fucking dumbass crawling in my skin 
fucking directors. <laughs> oh, let's get to that later. Yeah, I really we'll, want to talk we'll, we'll about get to these that. brothers. Anyway, plot. Um, so Pete's Pizza Boy get keys thrown sewer, and he's he's like, oh shit, what a convenient plot device for a fake out later. Oh well, for now I'll go home. Mm-hmm. Oh, and enter more characters getting thrown into this movie. That one guy from True Blood and his wife, Army Girl. Yeah, who is that one guy from True Blood? I forget his name. Mm. Uh, it'll take about two seconds to find it. Oh, well, I'll look it up for you. Keep talking about talking about the plot. Okay, so True Blood guy and wife-wife have weird scene introduce them and daughter. This guy is named Sam Trammell. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he was in True Blood. I think that's it. He's in True Blood. Yep, that's it. He's okay. All right. He's okay in it. He's not. He's not. He's not. Does he bad. fuck in that? Oh yeah, everybody fucks. in Well, that. it is True Blood. Yeah. Literally everybody fucks in that show. <laughs> everybody. That show fucks, dude. That show fucks. <laughs> but it's also fuck. Dude, dude. First two seasons of that show, low key slaps. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah. See, I've never given it a shot because like all I saw of it was that fucking. Yeah. Is is prevalent. most of the show's fucking. Yeah, but but like I didn't I heard that it got extremely shitty. Oh, it's horrible. As they started to introduce more mythical creatures. Oh, it goes to shit starting like the third season. Ain't there like pixies and shit? By oh the yeah, end of yeah, it? yeah. That was weird. Should like, just the, been vampires. They make they, they just like kind of turn on the main girl like, oh, you're a pixie, instead of like she was just like a normal person Rogue? the whole time. Yeah. Anna Paquin. Yeah. Is a pixie. Yeah. I thought she was a vampire. No. Didn't she turn into a vampire? I don't know. Uh-huh. I stopped watching. Okay, I thought they bit her and turned her into a vampire. She was a... Last time I watched, she was a pixie. <laughs> that was Fuck it. off! <laughs> making light shit happen from her hands. Oh. It was fucking she dumb. She was a mutant. That's what she was. Oh! Ah, get it? Tie ah. it in. Tie it in. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Anna Packles. We're talking about... We're talking about True Blood Guy. But, but yeah, you just have a dumb scene with him, his army wife, and daughter, and that's it. Uh, moving on, Weird homeless character people... development that don't exist. Oh no, homeless people. Homeless people get killed by aliens. Moving on from that. <laughs> that is all that literally. <laughs> that's all that happens. Predator lands. One single predator lands. Let's talk about this predator. Uh, it's implied through scenes on the predator home planet that he's like a, like a badass one. Like, to a degree that is special. Uh, he has lots of trophies. Right. He has... I, I don't know. He's like he's like sitting in like a throne. Now, he's like an elder predator, if you will. Uh, that's been on many a hunt and lived, I guess. So, I guess if you're going to send one to take on the hybrid alien predator, you send your best. I guess. I mean, if he's their best, he can't aim... <laughs> no. There is a scene where he's trying to shoot aliens and it's not working. Can't aim. Not at that construction site, at least. I, 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 they, they break the rules pretty early on, though, because there, there's uh, the search party for the little boy. Right. And his dad. Uh, the predator shows up during it and runs into one of the cops and kills him, even though the cop is clearly running away from the predator. And I want to stress that that's not how that works. And that's stupid. Yeah. Predator directly target people that it thinks will be a challenge 
to hunt or fight. Why would it kill that guy? There's no reason. Because they don't. That guy was literally running away from him. It wasn't a threat. He seems to be on a mission to, like, kill the evidence as well. Right. He's got this little vial of Mountain Dew voltage that he pours on like every single corpse affected by the aliens, and it disintegrates the corpse. That's literally what Mountain Dew voltage does. You know, maybe that's why Superman was able to just puke the alien out. He drinks lots of Mountain Dew Voltage. Drink water. <laughs> no, I'll drink Mountain Dew Voltage. <laughs> to protect me against the face huggers. Yo, I got a stack of Kool-Aid jammers over there. Hell yeah! <laughs> Jam! I put it in the hoop like slam! <laughs> Man. All right, so uh, where are we at? Homeless people? Yeah, well, homeless people die. That's it. Oh, no, we did uh, that already. Yeah, alien. Then, no, Predator. Sorry. Predator arrive. Predator arrive. He's he's hunting down them aliens. I, I don't know. Do, we're, let's just get to nighttime. Nighttime of day two, where the rest of this movie takes place. Yeah, so it, I don't know. Yeah, a bunch of shit happens that you don't care about. The plot doesn't care about. Nobody cares about. No, it's just, it's just place setting to introduce you to these characters. But Padding. we get to... Yeah, we get to nighttime, and that's when the aliens get loose in the city and start killing a lot of people, and, you know, gets to the level where the National Guards, or the military, or whatever gets called in, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know. Who dies? True Blood guy die? Mm-hmm. An alien attack the, uh, that house with the little girl in it? Mm-hmm. A couple dumb scenes there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they bad. make it look like there's a face hugger crawling up her bed, but then it's just her hand. In quite possibly the worst fake-out I've ever seen in my life. But then Alien actually is in in their, in their backyard. And she's like, there's a monster. And he's like, honey, there's not a monster. Ah, Alien! Crash. So dumb. But the mom and the girl escape. And then, uh... Pizza Boy. Murderer Man. Ha <laughs> Fake pizza boy, real life murderer. Yep, fake pizza boy, real murder man. Name <laughs> uh, the episode that did. Did you mention his ex girlfriend that he's you know kind of still has a thing for? Yeah, and, and I said blah, that blah. she's uh doesn't look forty. She doesn't, but he does. Uh, sure does. Yeah, she invites him to the pool at the school after hours to like hang out. In the school that is closed? Yeah. That was weird. So they go in there, and then we have this dumb fucking, like, not nudity, but, like, only put in the movie so that there's some TNA in it scene. Uh-huh. Where she, you know, skips down, skimps, skimps, strips, what the fuck strips. am I even trying to say? God, strips down to her swimsuit, and then she's wearing, like, off colors, and she's like, I couldn't decide which ones to wear, so... She's wearing I lingerie. Wore both. What's the difference, Jusby? There is. <laughs> lingerie I actually for thought showy they were sleepy suits. time. No, bathing suit for like actual swim comfort. Yeah, you'd think. Big swim comfort energy coming from bathing suits. Swim comfort energy. None of that coming from lingerie. She so was trying to fuck. She should have just chose She was trying to fuck. Swimsuit, cause but she was trying to fuck. I think still effective in both areas. Swim comfort and fuck. Be fine. Would be fine. I don't think that guy would complain. Even though when he looked at her, 
clearly the look on his face is supposed to be of sexual arousal, but it just looked like he was just dead. He was just looking at nothing. He just had a dumb look on his face. He looked through her. Great actor, this guy. Uh, was. <laughs> um, I, I, and then, like, the bullies show up and they're trying to, like, fucking drown him? Are the bullies trying to kill him, you think? Before the aliens show up? I think they're just trying to torture him. I don't think they're trying to kill him. They're, like, drowning him, though. Like, if the alien didn't show up, he'd be dead. Is basically what that means. (laughs) I guess. Anyway, the alien kills most of the bullies, and they escape the school, and then, like, they... They meet up with the cop guy and his brother. Oh my god, Jusby, I gotta tell you about his brother. Because I looked up his brother on uh, the internet here. Our lead character is Pizza Boy's brother, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, fuck. Where is it? Here it is. That guy's name is Steven Pascal. Alright? Guess who he is? Hmm. Norma Jaden. Oh my god. Norman Jaden, boys. He's here. He's in this movie. We didn't notice. How did we not notice? Fuck! (laughs) Why didn't he put on those fucking alternate reality goggles? That would have really helped with the situation. Could have figured some shit out. Doesn't really look anything like him. I don't know how I didn't pick up on it. Wish I did. Did he have facial hair? Uh, no, he just looked very different. I don't know. That was a couple years after, and, 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 like, the way that Heavy Rain works isn't necessarily, like, accurate mocap right everybody kind of looks a little different uh particularly the girl character in that game is like a a different model for the body than the face right awkward thanks david cage that's how he rolls Mm -hmm. fucking piece of shit problematic keep buying his games hey man detroit was fun i really liked the part where you can hear rap music in the background and it's just some guy going trap 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 over and over again it's great. <laughs> My God. I'm not lying. Look it up. Josby, what happened next? It big fight time. Everybody's showing up. Predator's showing up. Aliens showing up. All of our Hosp- characters are in yeah. a group. Oh, yeah, right. the hospital gets fucked. And then fucked. the hospital gets fucked up where Big Pred Alien shows up and starts putting multiple babies in pregnant women. And also probably just kills a bunch of babies, newborn babies. Yeah, probably. Dark, edgy scene. Yeah. Written by 13-year-olds. Oh, really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see fucking shit. Not thematically, but no, like, fucking literally. actually dark. I don't think I can stress this enough. This movie is so dark. You literally can't fucking <laughs> see what's going on. Do you think they mistook, like, edgy dark for, like, actual dark? I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, we want the sequel to be dark. Remember and they're like, pe- okay, Fox. And they just made it dark. Remember, these people directed the crawling music video, so <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, but I can see that. I can see Chester in that. But can you see through it? <laughs> I fucking hate it I don't so know, much. but the wounds, will they will not heal. No. Oh, oh I hate this movie. Especially anyway. for that one actor that played the pizza boy. Anyway, anyway, yeah, hospitals fucked, and then all everybody's finally in a group together. They're in gun shop, and they're like, "Ooh, big gun, get gun." We and need guns to fight predators. There's two and stoner aliens. man there, double stoner man. Yeah, and they're, they're like, there just to get killed. Yeah, <laughs> their heads explode. It was big great. Explode. 
fuck it. I don't That's know. It. Uh, eventually, our characters come to a disagreement because cop guys and is in uh, is talking to the military because he's like, we need an extraction point. We need to get out of here. And he's like, head to the center of town. And he's like, well, we gotta head to the center of town. But then like, uh, uh, Norman Jaden <laughs> is like, fuck that, dude. The government's lying to us. We gotta go to the hospital and get the helicopter there. And he's like, no, nah, I really think we should go to the center of town. And he's uh, like, military lady was like that. That's right. I don't know. I was Not just trying to Jayden. think of uh, who went where. Uh, so our our crews split up. Some of them go to the center of the town. Some of them go to the hospital. <laughs> There's a little moment where like a character goes like, "The government wouldn't lie to us." <laughs> Spoiler: They they did. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> you so <laughs> so our squad that goes to the hospital has to fight a bunch of aliens and not all of them live uh, a fucking girlfriend would-be girlfriend character just gets fucking stabbed to a wall the <laughs> fucking predator throws one of those discs and it hits an alien but it goes through the alien and then chunk stabs that bitch to the wall oops guess you don't get no more character development girl <laughs> get fucked uh, uh, Pizza Boy gets injured, but he gets up. They all get up to the roof, and then the, the, the Predator's fighting the Pred Alien, and, like, what a climactic big fight. Can't see it, though. <laughs> the Our squad get away in the helicopter. It's uh, Pizza Boy, his badass brother, Norman Jaden. Norman Jaden. <laughs> and, uh... The military woman and her daughter. There are survivors. Everybody else gets fucked because the military nukes the shit out of this town. Scorched earth. All gone. And, uh... That's about it. Oh, there was a little thing at the end where they, they tease the fact that it was, like... The Wayland yutani or something like that. It was just Utani. Just Utani, sorry. Because Waylon yeah. died in the last one. Right. And I, I, that doesn't matter. Who cares? I think maybe we can have some implication that, like, oh, they got a Predator gun, so that's going to be some future tech, and then that'll lead to stuff like Alien. Who cares? In the future. But, like, yeah, who cares? This movie's a fucking pile of garbage. It sucks ass. It's a shit stain. It's a literal shit stain. Yeah, I, I hate it. You can't see. You can't see. You can't see. I can't stress this enough. There are scenes in this movie where you cannot see what's going on. Most of the time, it's big action scenes. Yeah, and, and that you was can't uh, see. that was one of the most criticized aspects of this movie. Obviously, it didn't do well with critics. Didn't do well financially either. I believe if we adjust for inflation, it is the lowest-grossing Alien or Predator movie, either franchise or combined. Which uh, I, I assume. Disappointed Fox immensely, uh, particularly because Aliens vs. Predator 1 uh, did really well at the box office. Uh, it wasn't a good movie. No, but we were all fooled back then. man, compared to this one, it's Citizen Kane. Holy shit. It's much better, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew going in this was going to be the worst one, and I think it'll stay there. I think this will stay at the bottom of, this, of the pile. I yeah, probably, And yeah. we have to thank for that Greg and Colin Strauss. Credited in this film as the Brothers Strauss, as if they're worthy of some title like the Wachowskis. 
God. Fuck off. Uh, so how the fuck do these? Because the, like, if you go to their Wikipedia page, it literally says most known for directing Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. So it's not like they had a big giant storied career before this. How do these two brothers get to direct a feature film? I'll tell you how. These guys are effects guys. They do visual effects. They own a little company called Hydraulics. They're the founders of that company. That company, to this day, does the CGI visual effects for movies. Yes. Uh, They're hired by a studio to do the visual effects for films. And uh, they've done a lot of huge movies. Uh, The Avengers... A lot of the older Marvel movies. Avengers was the last Marvel movie they did. Like Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Ties, X-Men First Class, Green Lantern, Don John. Did that have effects in it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, (laughs) There's a couple that just seem weird in this list. Looper, X-Men Apocalypse, Death Note, the Netflix Death Note. Uh. Well, the effects were good, I guess. Willem Dafoe is... Defoe's good in that movie. Yeah, he does what he can. Part. I, I like my Ryuk uh, a little less evil and a little more mischievous, though. Uh, Defoe kind of just makes him evil. Yeah, Defoe could have done the mischievous thing. I think he should have been more Green Goblin, less Satan. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's kinda, right, right. He went like Satan with it, but he should have went like, you know, Green Goblin. <laughs> Say it! <laughs> finish it! Uh, finish that's what it, it was. Says, finish it. It's the deliver us from evil. <laughs> That's so good. That's one of the best scenes in film history. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> just like the juxtaposition of Aunt May praying and then just he burst in and it's just all flame. <laughs> and she's just screaming. Uh, God bless Sam Raimi in those deliver movies. Deliver us. Finish it. From evil. Then he just has the. <laughs> He's just so deliciously stupid evil. Oh, I love uh, it. I love you it and so me, Spider Man. <laughs> we can run this town. Uh, their most recent movies they did effects for were Rampage oh. and The Predator, oh. which we'll get to eventually. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, so. I don't know, that's this competent visual effects artist. Why were they put in charge of a film to direct? Because they directed the music video for Crawling. Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, if you want dark the, and edgy, I guess you go with... This the movie equivalent uh, yeah, that song. They have directed a lot of uh, music videos. I think it's important that we name a bunch of them now. Uh, just imagine this like an old-style, like call in now to get like now that's what i call music volume 25 yeah sure on cd and it's just like the scrolling list of like (laughs) songs that are on it crawling by lincoln park how you remind me by nickelback bombshell by power man 5000 (laughs) the hot shit by bill bell biv devoe <laughs> almost said I almost said Bell Biv Defoe by accident. Bell Biv Defoe <laughs> That's his cousin I got that hot shit, Spider-Man <laughs> I Stand Alone by Godsmack, which I have to point out that when we found that out I freaked the fuck out because earlier in the movie there's a scene where the military shows up and it was like 
overly long and looked like kind of like a commercial for the military. Like it looked like overly badass, and I was like, "This needs like Godsmack playing behind it, like fucking like, bam, dick town, bam, na 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 na, behind it, just to like show people that the military's great." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then lo and behold, they directed a Godsmack music video. They also directed a fucking was it Navy? Oh uh, yeah, they ad? directed an ad for the Marines. The Marines, that's yeah. It, the Marines. Those aren't the ones that have those Godsmack songs in them. No, but, like. I don't know. All from the, the 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 mid to late two thousands. You know what I think of in the back of my head. And what else we got here? Prayer by Disturbed. Ugh. Price to Pay by Stained. Ugh. Poem by Taproot. Ugh. Passive by A Perfect Circle. Ugh. I'm so sick by Flyleaf. <laughs> I'm so thick. It makes me shit. Uh, that's how Ugh. it goes, right? Fully Alive by Flyleaf as well. Uh, so that's those guys. Now let's talk about who wrote this movie, no, Jusby. This is, this is the part that I don't know anything about. This boy's name is Shane Salerno. Guess what he's written? Armageddon? Oh. That's about it. Really? Now here's what's interesting about this man. He is a good buddy of James Cameron. Probably how he got this job writing an alien film. Guess what he's about to write? All the Avatar sequels. <laughs> Holy shit. So no if you're way. excited for those movies, please temper your expectations. They're being written by the guy who wrote Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. No fucking way. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's not like he has anything that's like really good under his boot. Uh, I mean, he's collaborated with lots of famous people. James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, Ridley Scott. But, like, the only things credited to him are these shit films. Like, Armageddon is probably the best thing he's written looking at this. Not great. He wrote Savages, that Oliver Stone oh, movie. Yeah, That's bad. Uh, Shaft? Is this the Will... I'm uh, oh, sorry, the Samuel L. Jackson Shaft? Yeah. That was okay. <sighs> Nothing fantastic that you would think of, right? No, not at all. Oh my god. Uh he in he wrote some episodes of Hawaii Five O. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. This is the guy you want writing your four sequels to Avatar, the biggest grossing film of all time. Uh at least until Avengers Endgame comes out. So uh yeah. Last but not least, uh you you just heard us talk about this movie and the plot. Let's talk what? about what Requiem means. Oh, yeah. I want to know this. Requiem is a noun used especially in the Roman Catholic Church. Great. Which was not featured in this film. Uh, why not? A mass for the repose of the souls of the dead. Or a musical composition setting parts of a Requiem mass or of a similar character. Or an act of token. An act or token of remembrance. I don't really know what that has to do with not being able to see the Predalian eat the babies. Me neither. But <laughs> me neither, man. I guess I don't know. Pour one out for the dead. I guess this is what requiem means. Uh, this movie is a new low for our show. I think is this the worst movie we've watched on Gen and Jub? Maybe. I think this is worse than Halloween Five and Halloween Six. 
Yeah. Off the top of my head, those are the worst movies we've watched. Well, no, Resurrection. This is worse than Resurrection. Yeah. Resurrection so. had fun kung fu Buster rhymes. Uh, this is worse than the Rob Zombies. Those had some moments that, you know, as gory and dumb as those movies are, I can fucking see them. Right. Fuck you, this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the worst movie we've watched on this program. The lighting is confounding. I just don't understand how somebody looks at that and goes, That looks okay. good. That looks good. Publish it. Post it. But how does it look anything? You can't see it. Yeah. So I think just by default, this has to be the worst movie we've watched. Can't fucking see a goddamn thing. <laughs> Justin just got crazy as it was frightening. I don't fucking understand. We're an audio show. You couldn't really experience that, but like, I don't know. I don't get it, man. <laughs> I can't fucking take it. Uh, this movie's so bad that we like briefly considered just not talking about it. We were gonna what were we gonna watch instead? <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh, it was like bring up? it was okay. like Alien Ween or something. It's called Alien Ween. <laughs> while while typing this in, we found a movie called Alien Ween on <laughs> on on the Sony store. Uh, I, I, I pro- that movie probably is better than this. We should have. I brought. I the bet that has lighting in it. I brought the proposition that we should watch Alien Ween instead and then just act like we watched this and just give the plot synopsis for Alien Ween. Well, you know what? We should have done we it. Can, we can redeem ourselves. Okay, just do it right now. Let's see what the plot of Alien Ween is. <laughs> uh, 2016 horror film. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, stoners and call girls battle aliens at a Halloween party. <laughs> this sounds dope. <laughs> this sounds excellent. 5.7 out of 10 average on IMDb, dude. Oh, let me tell you, that's I good. That's, I think that's higher than AVP Requiem. I, I don't think it is, unfortunately. Oh, what? Uh, so, let's see here. Halloween night, an old house, a group of stone guys, drugs, and gorgeous chicks. And a deadly alien invasion that falls from the sky to make a hell of a party. <laughs> I'm looking at the trailer right now. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm looking at the poster, and it's fucking excellent. It's a fucking pumpkin vomiting green shit onto the earth <laughs> fuck yeah dude it's great this was probably a better movie who the fuck made this written and directed by federico safasia his last name is literally s-f-a-s-c-i-a how do you say that is this italian oh my god Genhart. yeah what's I can up s- i can see mm-hmm I can see what's going on in this movie. Confirmed better movie than Aliens vs. Predator Requiem. No, it's a lot like AVP1 where there's like a blue filter over it. Mm-hmm. That seems but pretty I common. I can see. <laughs> and automatically it's better. <sighs> this looks fucking hilarious. <laughs> in that like dumb horror movie kind of yeah, way? like the dumb like really like cheesy B-movie kind of way. Mm. I kind of well, want to watch it. Let's do a one-off episode where we watch Alien Ween. We should have done it now! Why <laughs> I warned you! I knew how bad it was, Jusby, but I'm committed. Now we get to tell people that this was directed by the people that directed Crawling. Crawling! <laughs> <laughs> Which also features someone who is dead. Just like this movie. Oh, what if? Cons- big brain conspiracy oh, theory time. The Brothers Strauss, everything they've ever worked on has one dead person in it. Because they can't be stopped. They're the Brothers Strauss. 
Oh my god. They will suck the light <laughs> out of everything ah, they work on. Ah, <laughs> I get it now. Alright, fuck this podcast. I'm gonna go play Joker. The the Joaquin Phoenix film? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe they put Joaquin Phoenix in Smash. <laughs> That's fucking wild, First dude. First Alex Jones? 